Hello everyone and welcome to Food Stigma, the podcast that investigates why we don't like certain foods and then tries to convince you to try it. I'm Tony, the one who will be doing the convincing. Today we find out why eating bugs may be our future food. So let's do like a quick Wikipedia search here into what all that means, eating bugs. Um, that's actually a term for it called entomophagy. Uh, it's uh, basically humans use of insects as food so the eggs the larvae the pupa and adults of certain insects have been eaten by humans for like ages prehistoric times to present day human insect eating is common to cultures in most parts of the world including north central and south america africa asia australia and new zealand over a thousand species of insects are known to be eaten in 80 percent of the world's nations the total number of ethnic groups recorded to practice entomophagy is around 3,000. However, in some societies, insect eating is uncommon or even taboo. Today, insect eating is rare in developed worlds, but insects remain a popular choice in many regions of Latin America, Africa, Asia, and the Oceania, like in the Philippines or in other islands in that area. So. Uh, some companies are trying to introduce insects into the Western world in the Western world's diets. Um, FAO, Food and Agriculture Organization, uh, they have registered some 1,900 edible insect species and estimates that there were, uh, in 2005, some 2 billion insect consumers worldwide. That also suggests entomophagy should be considered a solution to environmental problems such as pollution. So let's start off with something that will bring you some bad news. Bugs are already in foods you like, and uh, I'm about to let you in on that. So from eatthis.com, they made a list for us, uh, you know, thankfully, to know what bugs are in certain types of foods we eat. So here are the top ones that I picked, the top four. So, you know those red candies like red Skittles, Swedish Fish, anything that has a red color dye? Um, those red candies have what's called Dactyl Lophius Caucus. Uh, inside these little suckers, um, there's a quote from that, that the red color in these candies uh, is made from crushed abdomens of female beetle-like African insects. It uh, also shows up in some colored juices, too. Yum. And my favorite piece of candy, pieces of candy are the red ones, so that kind of makes me not want to have them anymore. Or makes me want to have them more, too. I don't know. Number two, directly from the article that we're reading here, the FDA legally allows mushrooms to contain 19 maggots, uh, those rice-shaped larvae that feast on the rotting food, in every 3.5-ounce can. Now, I actually regret choosing that one because I've been pushing you guys to try mushrooms and myself to try mushrooms, but I'm basically here just shooting myself in the foot just by reading this one here. But, I mean, that's only in canned mushrooms, so 
You can get fresh mushrooms as long as you know wash your food like you should with anything you eat, such as fruit or mushrooms, vegetables, any of that. You should wash it before you eat it or cook it. So number three, the next one is cockroaches. Yep, and uh, guess what? Up to eight bug parts or cockroach pieces are legally allowed in each chocolate bar. Um, so with those chocolate bars, it takes about 60 insect pieces or more per 100 grams of chocolate for, you know, that sweet little candy bar to be rejected by the FDA. So I, for one, have never seen a bug part in these chocolate bars, but then again, I'm not, I'm not looking for it. So, I mean, even then, I probably didn't care. It's just a chocolate bar. And, you know, I mean, if I saw, like, have a cockroach in it, I probably wouldn't eat that part. I eat around it and not eat that piece of uh, chocolate. Probably throw that one away. So, number four and the final one, um, beer actually has, uh, you know, beer has hops in it. That is to say that um, hops contains, on average, more than 2,500 aphids per 10 grams in addition to uh, tripes. Yeah, and if you don't know what aphids or thir or thripes are, um, they're basically lice slash predators for plants. Uh, if you want to look into more of what those are, go ahead and look them up. They're actually little cute little guys, but um, I'm allergic to beer, like I said in the previous episode, so I won't even be tasting these guys anyway. So that's it for those. Um, now that we're kind of out of that dark bubble, let's focus on the positives. So here's a list of six foods that are common that can be re remade with bugs from this website, um, Mental Floss. If you're not familiar, they are uh, creators who go into different interesting topics and uh, talk about them. I do recommend you looking that up. They have a magazine you can also subscribe to if you're interested in doing that. Definitely recommend it. Um, but let me pick a couple here that I tend to like from this list. We'll do three of them. So number one, this is directly from the article. In 2011, the owners of Sparky's Homemade Ice Cream in Columbia, Missouri, uh, decided to experiment with putting boiled cicadas in some of their frozen treats. The resulting product uh, was hugely popular and ultimately discontinued when the state government advised against the use of cicadas in ice cream because the department did not have information regarding cooking temperatures of cicadas. Which, I mean, makes sense because I wouldn't want to eat, eat anything undercooked anyway I mean especially bugs but I mean that sounds like it'd be an interesting concept I don't know how much like how it would taste but I would be I would be willing to try it out number two I've actually tried ants that have been intentionally appearing in commercially available candy bars for years so long in fact that delightful children's book was written by Stephen Maines about the subject in 1990 so chocolate ants are a thing I've actually tried chocolate ants before, and I gotta tell you, I don't tell a difference between like a, a crunchy uh, candy bar and uh, just a regular one that's filled with ants. So I, I would tend to say like if you were willing to try some bugs, ants is the way to go. So number three is the quote here, uh, mealworms. Two dozen mealworms boiled but not roasted are called for in this recipe which honestly only focuses on frying potatoes and just fries the mealworms and, and the potatoes together. So I don't know if that's even still good if it was just a potato with some mealworms. Mealworms are a type of uh, segmented beetle larvae commonly used to feed uh, captive reptiles or amphibians. 
So if you're willing to try that out with your reptilian friend, go on ahead. It's pretty edible for humans. If you're interested in the recipe, then uh, I suggest going on to Mental Floss and looking up the article, uh, Six Common Foods Remade with Bugs, and uh, check out that recipe. Or you can just look up a recipe how to make fries, add some mealworms in there, and do it yourself. What do you want to do? Now let's delve into what I really want to talk about, um, cricket flour and protein bars. So, okay, so by this point you are curious about bugs, or at this point you are just too disgusted that you don't know where the pause button is and you're just hearing me talk right now for about eight and a half minutes, good job on that. Um, well good, glad you're still here, because now I want to give you info about something that's pretty popular cricket flour. Uh, what is cricket flour, you nervously ask? Well, it is. Uh, it is made from milling, milling crickets and results in a coarse and fine grain powder. Because crickets, because cricket flour is milled from whole crickets, the cricket flour provides full nutrition that is high in protein, nutrients, and amino acids. Now you're thinking, it's flour, can you bake with it? Yeah, you can use it to bake, but you want to use um, some other flours since it is it does contain that high protein profile and content. You need to add some other flours to uh, kind of help it, you know, stick. Uh, typically, it says here people use combinations of tapioca flour, coconut flour, or just any gluten-free flour mix flours mixed with the cricket flour to make good bakes. Of course, you may also add a few scoops of cricket flour, it says here, to your favorite recipes to boost your protein and nutrition, uh, nutrition profiles. Uh, so one more question. Um, what, are, what are crickets made out of? Like, how much protein does the cricket have? Um, dried and roasted crickets contain, an, on average, 55 to 70% protein by weight. That's a lot. And then while nutrition and feed used to raise crickets can have an impact on the final nutritional details, they say that they have included some additional details on the protein cricket, which they have on their website. Um, that's located on their um, frequently asked questions. So if you're curious to learn a little bit more about the health benefits about the cricket flour, I highly suggest check, checking it out. Um, I believe the website is, let me just scroll down here to my references, um, cricket flowers.com and you can learn how to make your own cricket flower there too they have a whole recipe on how to do it so with that being said let's go into um, protein bars um, we know we know that cricket flour basically is like a protein powder which they do make but there's this other company called exo who makes protein bars from crickets um, they have different types of different bars there but um, mostly it's pretty pretty common that's paleo which is it doesn't contain a lot of um, grains or any carb hard carbs uh, I first heard about EXO when I was in college in 2013 there was a kickstarter going on about it and uh, they reached their goal within about 72 hours and I, I donated to this cause not enough to where it would like benefit me in trying some of the bars just enough to where I'd help them out um, like ten dollars uh, but honestly, I may just try and order some of these bars and try them out and see what um, what I think of them. And I could possibly give you guys the idea of what they taste like too. So I looked into their frequently asked questions and I looked at some of their infographs and I found out that 
like before, 80% of the world already eats bugs regularly. And uh, crickets produce 100 times less greenhouse gases than cows. Cricket flour from this bar contains more protein than beef jerky, chickens, salmon, and even eggs. Crickets contain also 2.2 times more iron than spinach. That's surprising a lot amount of stuff that these bugs can produce that we're not delving into. What they say here is that the very core of their business is about trying to change the way people think about un the untapped food source, which, if successful, will have enormous positive impact on the world, which I would agree. I mean, eating bugs sounds gross, but if that would reduce our own greenhouse gases, that'd be great. So it would seem that the company has huge hopes for the future for eating bugs. And again, I would agree. Um, the future eating bugs won't look like you know, us picking them off the ground, just eating them, or picking them off each other. But um, more like going to like your favorite grocery store and picking up a bag of just cricket flour, which you can in most specialty market stores. And then something pretty cool for you, uh, you movie lovers, if you're interested in and you love movies, I suggest Snowpiercer. Uh, they actually delve into this idea. So warning spoilers, I'm about to go over the whole, you know, info of this. So this is what the movie's about. Set in 2031, the entire world is frozen except for those aboard the Snowpiercer. It's a train. For 17 years, the world's survivors are on a train hurtling around the globe, creating their own economy and class system. Led by Curtis, a group of lower class citizens living in a squalor at the back end of the train are determined to get in front of the train and spread wealth around. Each section of the train holds new surprises for the group who have to battle their way through a revolution so in the movie their main source of food for everyone are these bars and I'm sure you know what you're thinking yes they're made of bugs but from the intro they had they had to make do with what they had so I mean they f they figure out the benefits of eating those little guys and you know it's a great movie overall I love it I haven't seen it forever but I do recommend it for like a cool action movie about you know this type of world last lastly i won't bore you with another list of benefits for eating bugs again i'm sure you've heard me say before what those benefits are and uh i buzzed on about it for too long so before we depart for this weekend i will end this episode like any other episode with a recipe for you to try on your own so here we go the recipe is actually on youtube here it's a video um i didn't want to go and find the recipe which they didn't have it's only in the video uh, you can make your own grasshopper and guacamole tostadas which sounds pretty dang good so I would suggest going to YouTube and look up Jamie Oliver J-A-M-I-E-O-L-I-V-E-R and he does the channel FoodTube and if you type that into his little search thing for videos that's gonna pop up there and for those that um, don't want to do that step-by-step, step, I'm going to have the copy of the link in my description bar here when you listen to the episode. So on iTunes, I don't think you can copy it over, but for SoundCloud, you can go and click on Show Me More, copy that link, and watch that video. Maybe you'll like to try it out. It looked pretty good to me. The grasshoppers didn't look gross, and um, I love guacamole, so why not? Other than that, thank you again for listening to another episode of Food Stigma. I really do appreciate it. We're in episode 11, 
And uh, I didn't think I was going to get this far. 11 weeks. I would have thought I'd, you know, given it up. But I just want to appreciate all those who listened to the episode. Um, I'm going to be posting more stuff up. And again, I always recommend just let me know what kind of food you don't like. I can go into talking about that. Uh, you can send me a tweet or you can hashtag food stigma. So you can send a tweet at food stigma cast or use that hashtag food stigma cast as well. And uh, I'll see what you guys want to talk about. So see you all again next week on another episode of food stigma. And again, this weekend and throughout this week and for the rest of your lives, Keep trying new things.